Hi, my name is Nick Thompson and I run holisticvet.co.uk. We're based near Bath in England. I'm Dr. Brendan Clark. I'm based at Towerwood Vets in West Yorkshire. And my name's Dr. Connor Brady, the non-vet of the gang from dogsburst.ie. And together we are Hello everybody, we're back. It's another Tuesday night live. Greetings. And yeah, the lads are here and it's all about you out there now. And we've got a question and answer. Really, we should, you know, it's October. We should be sat here with a wheat beer. And then I suddenly went, wheat beer. No, we shouldn't. So I've not got a beer with me. No. Sorry. I don't know whether these guys have, but I still think Oktoberfest should have been in the title. So. Oh, yes, I like it. Oktoberfest is good because it involves feast, which involves food, which is a very subtle link to raw pet medics, which is wonderful. Now, I, I'd really like to thank everybody who came back to us on, on I think we had at least 224 within 48 hours on the on the on the job form thing that, that Connor very kindly did for us. So thank you everybody there. And we are taking note of that. And we are going to make even today we're going to make some changes. Gotta say a big thank you to Patreon, all our Patreon people on patreon.com stroke raw pet medics. Uh, your support is wonderful because we're gonna to have to start employing people to do various little bits and pieces to keep you happy. So this is what we're going to do. We're all about that. And that's wonderful. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, the, the, the feedback was so essential though. And like, you just get so many cool little tips and tricks from people that are, that are, uh, that are watching. And so, yeah, it's been very, very useful. Mm. And then we, we accumulated it all in an Excel spreadsheet and we're trying to find out who we are to you, I think, which is important. This idea yeah. of branding, which is, it's a complicated subject and a lot of businesses don't give it any time whatsoever. So, we want to do it from the start and make sure that we, uh, yeah, it, it just, it's just to be better. Better at what we're doing is what we're achieving. So that feedback was unbelievable. Yeah, love on the message. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Mm. Yeah, it's cool. So it was all very, very positive. Nothing negative. We left a nice addition box at the bottom and I said, like, you know, we can take it, guys. You give it to us straight. What do you like? What do you not like? And it was just resoundingly positive uh, that I saw. I didn't see any mean ones anyway. Maybe yeah. I, I'm, waiting, I'm waiting for the comments section to suddenly... Philip, no. Yeah, yeah. Philip, <laughs> actually, I said, so, somebody, somebody oh, did. Oh, we say love that, you all. <laughs> somebody did say about dress code, so I thought I'd wear a shirt tonight. Oh, I just and went so for a t-shirt, my first time ever. I, I, I've even gone jacket. I thought, you know, I'm going to do shirt, jacket. And what do we get? We always get one guy who turns up in a first time. t-shirt. First time I've worn a t-shirt, I always wear a shirt. <laughs> and my shirt is lying on the ground. Do you want to see it? I ah, forget it. There, trust me. So, uh, damn, I decided to go it's with a cool black t-shirt. What can you do? But uh, yeah. Um, Amazing. Okay, so we've also been accused of not jumping into uh, the subject quickly enough. So uh, we take that on the chin. Yes, we like we 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 do waffle, you know, sometimes a lot, sometimes a little, but we do. So let's jump straight in, guys. Um, unless anybody's got anything, you know, uh, anything hap happening in the village, guys? Anything? No. Oh okay. no, no, we've got we've just got a massive, massive uh, list, haven't we? Of uh, questions we've 46, to get through. 46 so... questions from Patreon. All our Patreon people, thank you. Okay, so I will start. Let's have a little look. Um, Charlie, so uh, can you feed too much bone or do they just poop out the excess? Does it help anal gland expression or can it cause issues? 
Oh. Nick, you're one for bone. You love bone in... Ah, uh, wow. Too much bone? Well, I think that's bigger than... we. Before we started, guys, we said, right, we're going to have 20 seconds each. We're going to do quick fire so that we can get through, you know, as many of the 46 questions that we're going to... So, if... There goes 10 seconds. So I, could, I, could, I could give you an hour. <laughs> I could give you an hour on that particular question. There are some companies who put in up 30% because they thought that perhaps the, the, the average skeletal content of a, of a, of a rabbit, say, is, is up to like 25 30%. I'm not sure whether that fits with cattle and what have you. So I think it's actually a big, 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 big contest. So my 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 take home message is find the level of bone that works for your dog. There you go. That sounds good. Um, so I would just like I love I have fed my Pippa, who's my Labrador um, venison's fine before, thinking she'd just pick off the outer bits, you know, uh, get all the meat off, maybe take a bit of bone. Mm. Uh, left her out in the garden for uh, a couple of hours. She was sort of like in the pleasant surrounds. Loved it. You know, thought it was great. Went back. No venison's fine to be found. She literally ate the whole thing. She pooed crumble sort of powdery white stuff for about 24, 48 hours. Um, but, you know, so my view is because of it being in a protein matrix, you're not feeding calcium carbonate here. You are feeding calcium and phosphorus and phosphates in a protein matrix. So mm -hmm. the body doesn't, and we've, we've discussed this before from Pete Colshaw's sort of paper and stuff about the fact that the body doesn't take the calcium in the same way. And I would just say it, it's probably a bit too much for the average dog. I'm pleased there are a myriad of websites out there that we will talk about constipation. Constipation isn't just about the amount of dry material going through. So if your vet is saying, oh, it's constipated because there's too much bone, look, there are some other good reasons that nerve in, uh, impetus into the gut, um, what their parasympathetic sympathetic balance is like, the level of inflammation that's going on. Um, there's all sorts of other things that can be going, the microbiome imbalance, um, you know, excess methanobacteria, smithy, things like that within the gut that can all cause an immotility and a constipation to occur. And, I think you need to so, work, on your, work on your 20 seconds, Brian. That's a... Uh, all right. That's so, a, well, those uh, are the reasons why I would say, for God's sake, just, you know... Yeah. I, I would that's, say, yeah, that's I, would say, I would say all bones are different. Uh, you know, cattle are killed to say a year old, chickens are killed at 10 weeks. A 10 week old chicken has bones full of water, very low calcium, zinc iron content compared to a half ton beast that these leg bones are hold. Same with pigs, killed at like six months. So you're not comparing like with like. I do believe that uh, uh, raw dog foods can contain 20, 25% poultry bones. Most, I'd say, an awful lot probably do because dogs are fine with that content of chicken bones and young, early killed poultry. Depends on the animal, of course, but if you put in 20% beef bone, you're going to know all about it, as Brian is explaining there, because the bones are much harder, much drier. They've got way more to them because they have to hold a bigger beast. As regard to anal glands, yeah, look, anal glands are like, you know, a good condition, too many soft poos, a little bit of inflammation in the gut, whatever. And if the bit of bone helps to have a drier poo, that's one way to do it, but it's not the way anybody really does it. You wouldn't use lots of bones to fix anal glands. If it helps to have a nice firm poo, it might help with anal gland expression, but you need a bit of anti-inflammation in there. Uh, I like a little bit of fiber, to soluble fiber, which stores up the water and makes for a better food. 
Look, um, I, there's, 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 you can learn more about anal glands from a number of different websites, mine and a few others. But as regards the bone thing making you sick, I think a lot of bone might, but not a little tiny bit. Okay. I think the roundup is, guys, there are so many great subjects in here that we could talk about forever. That actually, there's a lot of these which are going to be future full um, sessions, I think. So I yeah. think bones is definitely one of them. We're trying to do okay. rapid fire, yeah. Right. Okay. So, okay. Okay. Next question. I've got, I've got a couple of questions. Nikki uh, had a question about itchy dogs and someone else. Nige G had a question about uh, itchy dogs and da, 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 a few other people. So I'm going to take Nikki's as an example. And she says, I've adopted a dog who was put on Apoquel. Apoquel is a, an anti-itch. doesn't do anything else. It just kills your itch prior to being spayed, along with having five teeth extracted. It was very traumatic for her, as anyone can understand. Another vet, under another vet's care, we were taking off Apoquel. However, she still struggles with itchy skin. She's on a raw diet, and her fur is soft and shiny. She has, uh, we've tested her gut with animal biome and her sensitivities with dots and her hair. She showed sensitive to almost every protein. I'd love somebody to comment on that. Sensitive to almost every protein with the saliva test from Gene Dodds. I have tried to heal the gut and plan to retest with animal biome. Vet believes it may just be a slight bacterial infection. Any thoughts on what to try next? Oh, God. Go away. <laughs> uh, so, as soon as you've got more than uh, three or four proteins that they're sensitive to on any of those tests, I immediately say, okay, back off, seal the gut, Heal the gut and then try and settle that down and then look at retesting down the line and double check what results you're getting. Uh, because if you've got a leaky gut, the body is becoming exposed to all of its contents at various points. And so therefore, sometimes you'll get antibody buildup purely through exposure, not because they've got true sensitivities. Um, so you've got a lot of work to go on just getting the bacteria back to some normality. We talked about a transal and then um, you know, using butyrate and following up with a good probiotic uh, as an option. Yeah, there's a couple of other things out there. That's my 20 seconds. Yeah, it, I think cool. this, is a, uh, this is a colossal subject. This one, they come into dogs first. You would spend an hour and a half trying to talk to people about this. There's so much things you need to understand about it. But uh, as Nick would say, actually, I'm not going to take Nick's idea about his bucket, but it's um, if your dog... This word allergies is used far too often. Uh, you know, you're born with allergies. The chance of this being an actual allergy is pretty small. Food allergies are quite rare. But you develop these sensitivities. And as Bren said, if, if, if your tests, which I find those tests are grossly misleading, they shatter your confidence. Uh, they're not allergies. What you're looking at, you're probably looking at uh, a shot gut with a few little holes. And into this escaping lots of different proteins. You try that, you try that. And you expose the dog to more and more proteins. As Bren said, you've got to fix the gut. Uh, so it would be to a couple of days on, I like starting on a broth, a nice simple broth from the best animal you can, grass-fed lamb, well-reared duck or turkey would be great. Make a nice big broth out of that, put that onto them. I love German chamomile and I love marshmallow together. Uh, German chamomile is called Mother of the Gut for a reason. Look into it on the Google Scholar. A marshmallow, which increases the mucosal lining, and then hit them with a probiotic. And I say, right, dog, you're going to eat that protein for a while, and then you can add more turkey bits into it if he's on turkey, and you can move slowly onto turkey raw dog food. And then maybe I'll move slowly over to lamb after four or five weeks. The food stay good, but rehabilitation, as Bren says, before you even think what else is going, you've got to put the fire out in the house before you start taping up the windows with Apoquel and putting carpet over the chimney to stop the smoke coming out the roof. 
they look at the symptoms, put the holes inside the house, and come back and look at look at what's damaged after that. Nick, amazing. I would say that the the test is on whether your your vet's done a blood test or you've sent it off to Jean, Dr. Jean Dodds in the States for her uh, Nutri, what's it called? Nutri, Nutri saliva test. Um, it's a guide at the very best. However, if there are zeros there, they can be good proteins to start with. So if you've got a panel of eight proteins and the dog is, is, is positive in some way to either IgG or IgE, to seven of those, then the the eighth one, be it whatever, horse or duck or what have you, that's possibly a good place to start, okay? I completely agree with Connor about the lamb, completely agree about the bone broth, completely agree about healing the gut and then um, reappraising the animal completely after that. Uh, doing the animal biome testing, yes, but it's kind of difficult to but if the biome is really shot, then maybe that's something that you can do some work on. There you go. Denise Webb is saying, you're saying it too quick for me to write down what to do to cure the gut. Uh, look, this is what's <laughs> going to happen in 20 seconds. We've done, we've done a night on allergies before, on sensitivities. Yeah, and have. there's an there's a article on my website called Allergies in Inverted Commas, because that's the word they type in to find it. That will go from A to Z of what to do. That's the most rare. You know what's also brilliant? You can listen to our audio on Audible, on Amazon, yeah. uh, and actually you can play it at half speed. So we're not <laughs> yeah. going to apologize for doing really, really quickly yeah. because we want to address as many of these questions as possible. Yeah. So right, tonight is the one to play at 0.5 of a speed. Yeah. Okay. I, lo I love Chris anyway. Braxton's comments. Will this be available to view later? I have to go ring the bells at the cathedral. <laughs> ah, so cool, guys! Just to yeah. just to say to 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 everybody who's who's, who's watching, this is recorded on um, on YouTube. So if you don't like Facebook, you can get it there. It's also it's on a podcast. Literally, you can go to any podcast people. If you don't know about podcasts, they're brilliant. They're basically radio programs that you are in control of. You can play them whenever you fancy, and you can listen to this when you're walking the dog at half speed with a piece of paper in your hand, and absolutely easy peasy. Cool. What's next? Um, I mean, what can I do? Uh, one from Doris, uh, just with regards to, look, uh, my dog is losing his hearing. Um, is there any way of slowing this down? I've looked at uh, the Forever Dog people, whoever they are, um, some mysterious book that's never heard produced of produced somewhere. Yeah, never heard of it. <laughs> uh, but isn't working for them. Any ideas of, you've got hearing issues for your dog, um, what would be your first thing that you'd maybe consider? I would consider just making sure that the general level of inflammation in the dog was great. So I would go definitely for raw. I assume the dog is raw, but I would uh, make sure that the uh, gut function was perfect, the poos were perfect, uh, breath was perfect, skin was perfect, and what have you, i.e. indicating that the general level of inflammation is good, and that would be my start. I'd be thinking about homeopathic, uh, perhaps remedies like uh, hypericum, which is for damage to nerve endings, might be somewhere to start. If you go and see a very good uh, veterinary homeopath, there are probably two or three hundred remedies that they might be able to look at, which may pertain much more specifically to your problem. However, prepare yourself for the fact that you might not be able to do very much. Okay. 
Um, I have a tip, but it's not regarding the ears. You said, is there anything you can do to slow down the 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 kind of oldie decline? I love this study by Milgram, where they got standard dry food and then they got uh, 20 geriatric dogs on standard dry food and another 20 geriatric dogs on standard dry food. But they added in a tiny bit of spinach, a tiny bit of tomato, a tiny bit of grapes, and a tiny bit of grape uh, bombs. They did put grape bombs, ignore that bit though. A tiny bit of blueberry uh, and a tiny bit of lemon peel and carrot. Okay, so those five things went in there that we've discussed that study before in powder form. And the reason for that is like, you know, the, the lycopene in the tomatoes, it's the lutein in the, in the carrots, the anti, uh, anthocyanins in the blueberries, all this cool stuff that we know helps slow down cognitive decline in humans. They put it into the pet food to see what effect it would have in the geriatric dogs. And lo and behold, two years later, those getting the uh, additional bioactive compounds were like, you know, better able for their task. And they wrapped this up as, as an old in aging prescription diet, even though they just took knowledge from we know from the human sector and put it in pets. So those four or five things are great for older dogs. And so I would take those lessons and I just add into my own raw dog food and tailor it a bit. But that's a cognitive thing more so than ear thing. I just wanted to sound like they knew it. Something to say. Brent. Don't don't feed them grapes. Don't feed them grapes. grapes no. I would definitely <laughs> I would say, look, there are a number of things. So anything that's there for cognitive decline, so increasing uh, the omega-3 uh, compounds, the reducing the inflammation. Uh, I think there are lots of things. I, I think um, VetPro and NutriVet both do a brain and uh, mental well-being supplement now. So you can just get all of that pre-mixed in with the various nutrients uh, in there just as a sprinkle capsule onto the food as a very brief option. So certainly look at that first and foremost. Okay, but agree with Nick. Loads of remedies could be considered from Hypericum um, all the way through. It's worth looking at that too depending on what you're doing. Uh, okay. Yeah. I see Lynn Hobbs came on there and she says, hi, I'm late with a sad face. Oh, congratulations, Lynn. Well done to yourself and your partner. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I just wanted to say that. Well done to you. Thanks for letting us all know. Um, and there was another one there. Um, who said, where does it? A night on fireworks is needed. I think that's a pretty good on anxiety and, uh, and fear Ooh, and uh, fireworks. Would, that would be very good. Um, yeah. uh, have we got another question or should we talk about fireworks for a second? That's a really good question. Shall we do the fireworks? Uh, what do we do? Oh. Well, no, we're doing, we're doing uh, Mr. Lucillin is next week. And then yeah. after that, we've got Joe with Mr. Probiotic. So we're kind of contrasting yeah. those guys because you yeah. guys want to send to us more guests. So we're getting more guests. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's going to be cool. And then, but, but, but we need fireworks in. So let's, let's get fireworks in as soon as we can. I'll write, it, I'll, I'll write it for Patreon. I've already written it for my Facebook page. So I'll write it for you can make it look fresh and I'll, I'll put it up on Patreon. Uh, why don't we do a special thing to Patreon? We'll do a little write-up and we'll make, just get together for five, ten minutes and do a roundup of our thoughts on fireworks. Done. Great. At the okay. end of this. Just as a special. Just as a special. Yeah, At awesome. the end of this. That's good. what we'll do after this then. Okay, good. we'll do that for good. ten minutes. Good. Okay. We'll do that. Great. Cool. Sounds good. Okay, next question from uh, the Patreon page. Patreon.com forward slash raw pet medics, guys. Uh, the price of a cup of tea if you access to that. Um, so we really appreciate everyone in there. Thanks very much. Would you discuss the need to modify raw diets depending on life stage, particularly outlining the extra requirements for pups, uh, oldies, and with a question underneath that also says, when do you change from puppy raw dog food to adult raw dog food? Let's lash that in there. Life stage pet food, guys, where are you? Brilliant. Yeah. Thanks, Janice, for that question. Uh, I think... 
me, I would say, I think we did this back in January. We talked about puppy foods and, and feeding the bits as well, the pregnant bits. Mm. And sometimes it is just about amount and calories for me. And I just want to make sure they've got an increased access to food. So that's why for puppies, I generally go, yes, increased fats to some degree are beneficial just for the extra energy. But I'm quite happy with just increasing their percentages between 5 and 10% between, depending on what they need and how much they can take. Um, and certainly that's what's going on for my kitten at the moment. Um, you know, Harry's burning through um, a shed load of raw food, uh, quite happy to stuff his little face. Uh, at about ten percent of his body weight, quite happily yeah. uh, running around like crazy. Yeah. Uh, what's yours, Nick? Okay, my take on this is I'm with Bren on this, but I would take it to, to make it even more of a ridiculous observation. Say, if anybody uh, who's listening or anybody in the profession can tell me when a puppy becomes a junior, when a junior becomes an adult, and when an adult becomes a senior, with any kind of scientific certainty. Mm. I'd be very grateful to receive that because then you can start saying, right, this is when you move from A to B to C to D. So that's number one. Number two is that this whole idea of an, a different thing for puppies came from uh, James Spratt back in whenever it was, 18, when was he, 1864 or yeah, so? Yeah. With the original, he was the original marketeer. He put advertising on the map by using it for pet food. And one of his brilliant genius ideas was we'll charge a little bit extra for some puppy food. In nature, there's no such thing as puppy food. It's just puppies eat a vast amount more and therefore they get a vast amount more exposure to nutrient-dense food. And that's what sorts them out, me thinks. Yeah. Connor, where are you on that one? Yeah, I kind of think the same thing. I think pups are kind of boring. I can only imagine young animals when they're born, they have access to young animals and fattier animals and maybe perhaps spring summer type business and uh, not so much the case with dogs but uh, like you know I think pups would probably can do with a slightly more oomph in their diet so you might choose red meats over the white meats a little bit but to be honest I'm a lean puppy man I'm a lean dog man I'm a lean lean senior man and so I don't think you'd uh, like the only consideration would be a bit more fat now and again a pinch of fatty beef mince now and again to feed those zoomies that he's doing so yeah maybe but you know i think we will see more and more uh prescription and life stage raw diet diets to cater for the people's need to have you know they love it and so it, it sells and i think that's gonna it's already started happening with one company so you know i don't think there's a whole lot of uh, thought behind that but look if it, if it works for you um go bananas as long as the price is the same because uh i just like to buy meat and not and not fat myself um, I've got a question on salivary glands, guys, that I have to read out because this girl has been with us since the, since the very start. Lulu developed a swollen salivary gland. This is the second time, so it's going to get aspirated once again. You can tell me what that means, but can't get an appointment till the 13th of October. Not yet available till then. Apparently, poodles do get it. Odd, isn't it? It's rare, but if it keeps returning, we're going to have to consider taking the gland out. I don't want to do that. I've no idea what causes it. Looking at the internet reveals a lot of vets perplexed. Have you any thoughts, guys? I certainly don't. My thought, very simply, Brendan will give us the, the bottom line on this, but very simply speaking, for the, the, the non-vetty, uh, the non-scientific among us, is you can't treat most things until you've diagnosed them. Yeah, Unless you open the bonnet on the car and have a look at the engine, you cannot fix that engine. Okay, So it's very simply speaking, 
get a diagnosis. A lot of people come to me and say, oh, my dog's doing this, this, and this. I say, what's the diagnosis? So they say, oh, I haven't been to the vet yet. Okay, start at the beginning. I say, let's get a diagnosis. There will be a reason why this salivary gland is filling up. If we're lucky, it will just be gunked up with a little bit of fluid and the, the saliva can't come out. If we're less lucky, there may be swelling for some reason in the salivary duct, so the stuff can't come out. And if we're very unlucky, there may be something sinister going on. But I think let's get diagnosis. Brent, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, look, the, if it's truly just a blockage, you know, the salivary mucus, the protein and um, uh, congealed stuff that blocks those glands uh, can be really, really frustrating because it, you can do any number of warm packs, cold packs, you know, massage, all of the things you like to try and get that plug to uh, unbung. But as Nick says, unless you know for sure that it's just a plug, you could be trying to hot and cold poultice an abscess in there. You know, there could be all sorts of other stuff that's going on. There could be a growth in there that actually has been, you know, powering around for a while that needs to be addressed. So I would definitely say, look, it's, it's, it's always nice to think, yeah, it's just a salivary mucosal. It Surely it should be as simple as, you know, applying a bit of pressure, getting it out, it'll all clear, it'll be lovely hunky-dory. Not always as simple as that, and uh, definitely get a diagnosis. Yeah, you said it's our second time now. So, like, how, why would the vet diagnose that? I mean, do you do you scan a jaw? Like, I mean, aside from feeding and probing around, which ultrasound, I'm sure the vet has ultrasound, done. Yeah, absolutely. Ultrasound, ultrasound probe. You can get on there and and have a look. You know, there are a number of vets that would be super lazy about this and just go, oh, go send it for MRI or send it for a CT. Yeah. Just because it could send it off for a really expensive test by somebody no, else. No, this and is not the winter for that. No. Uh, but I think, you know, there, there is the way to ultrasound it just to check to see if we can identify mm. exactly where it is. Um, I think that's, you know, it's not something that if your dog's quite calm, you can actually even do it conscious. They don't need to be unconscious to, to do that ultrasound. Um, so it's certainly yeah. doable. Um, I'm placing a needle just to check that it is just saliva in there and it's not abscess material or any some things like that. Uh, is that is that what aspiration is? Where they leak it sucking out? Sucking something out. Yeah. 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 When you're sucking something out. But okay. that's, you know. Michelle has added here, can't dogs develop calculi in salivary glands? Yeah. Lads. Yeah. Yeah. Little gritty, grainy bits. But um, again, with a with an ultrasound, you'd probably be able to see it because they're very dense. Uh, but with an x-ray you might be able to see it as well but basically start with the simplest of uh, imaging the vets call this stuff imaging yeah you, so what's really simple is if the dog is calm you, you just have a look with a with a probe like this I like and that, you're away yeah. in 20 minutes that sounds if cheap. not then you can set them you can you can not uh, knock them out a bit and then you can do an x-ray just to see if you can see any any gritty material or anything that oughtn't to be there um, and only if those were not giving you any any results and um you're still not sure as to why this thing is is recurring that's when you'd be thinking about perhaps some kind of expensive imaging yeah so okay it's it, yeah. you know start start do the simple stuff to start with that's the important thing yeah you'd hope that the vet this is the second time the vet has seen it so you'd hope that that at least that imaging type probe why wouldn't that be something you'd reach for very quickly no, if it's the second you'd hope that it's also going to be the same diagnosis. Now, that's also something that's not always the case. 
So okay. it's always worth, you know, if you think it looks the same, absolutely, probably eight times out of 10, it's going to be the same. But if you miss the two times it's different, you know, mm. you're going to look a little bit foolish. So it is a case okay. of looking at, making sure you get the diagnosis right. Okay, yeah. cool. Uh, right, let's boogie on. We're going to do firework uh, for 10 minutes after this on uh, patreon.com forward slash walkoutmedics. Come over and join us there, guys, if you can. If you can't, not to worry. We're going to be here same time next week. Talk to Mr. Lutzillen about cleaning wounds the natural way. And uh, can't wait for that. That's going to be very, very interesting. So uh, join us for that. I really like that. I love those FAQs. Yeah, it's keeps you on brilliant. The ball. Thanks, lads. That was great fun. Great to see you. Great to see you. <laughs>